Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Oh, hey, look who's here. Yes, we have people showing up. Yeah, we do. Welcome. Welcome, friends, one and all. We are back, baby. Uh, Before we get into all the juicy deets, let's uh, let's stop for a minute. Let's fill them in. What's been happening in our life? What you been up to? We haven't chatted. You were gone for a week. I was lonely. It was horrible. Did you? Where did we, you? Did you scrape your cried. butt across the floor like a like a chihuahua who misses his owner? It, there's there are streaks everywhere. I mean, there is racing stripes all over the place. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was a little weird, but we're gonna go with it. You took it there. I just wanted to finish it for the ease of edits. We're gonna go there. So anyway, I've had a great couple of weeks as a matter of fact yeah. um yeah so i had my week-long trip to montana it was mm. amazing being in god's good country it was beautiful out there and i want to move there tomorrow <laughs> since that's Cali- not in the cards <laughs> yeah i uh i came back to good old california and i have been ravenously ravenous about the witches festival even though i didn't finish I did miss seven full days of it, uh, so I wasn't able to finish. But I got, for the most part, got everything I needed. I'll probably just have to spend the money and get the rest of the stuff. But I got my Magicka Templar DPSer, 250. Nice. And as fate would have it, I rolled a Magicka Warden. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And he's halfway to 50. Oh my so, gosh. I know. I'm not messing around, dude. I've been, I mean, I've been playing a crap ton of ESO in yeah. the past week and uh, just really been soaking it in. And we've had some great Halloween music playing on our Discord Bard all yeah, for like the have. last two weeks. Some amazing music, good company. Lore Seekers have been super busy. And um, yeah, everybody's kind of diving in. It's been cool. Mm-hmm. You, my friend, what have you been doing? Mm. <laughs> uh, well, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes for uh, good old Lore Seekers. Uh, Discord updates. We, we, I know you added the 76 channel for people in the beta. Uh, we got the new website that's up right now. Stop what you're doing and go to loreseekerspodcast.com. It's on right now. Go check it out. It's fresh. Uh, it's a fresh website. It's very fresh. Very. Fr- we discovered we have a lot of content, and we want to make it more accessible to you. And uh, you can see it in different ways, and so that's why it's there. But anyway, you can go check that out. Um, Extra Life, that's happening tomorrow. But uh, what am, yeah. I'm not even talking about my week. I need to talk about my week. What talk I do. Talk about your week. Um, yeah. So a game by Rockstar came out. I won't name it, but... I will. Red Dead Redemption 2. It's Holy- awesome. Crap, it's amazing. Woo. Yeah. All right, so that's out of my system. It's amazing. I love Western in general, so that that's fantastic. All right, so been playing that, been playing ESO. Um, I has started a new tune as well, which I know we're going to work on together during Extra Life. Um, yes. I did a stamina 
uh, werewolf dragon knight. Yeah, let's talk about the other story first. What did you kill what? in the process? Oh, I killed a warden. You killed a warden in the process. I just rolled him, though. It was a newbie. No, I know. It's it's. I don't know maybe that it's your play style, because I think every time that you've tried a warden, you're just like, guy, you're going to yeah. die soon. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of how it goes. It's kind of how it goes. It. Uh, I, th- I discovered that... I didn't enjoy. I don't enjoy it as much as I thought I would when I first started leveling Jibs the Lore Seeker all those many, many months ago. But I don't hate you for it. Oh, well, that's good. I like the instant damage. I like to see instant damage. So I'm not a huge dot guy. I think when it comes to ESO, like if we were playing WoW and I was on my Shadow Priest back in Lich King days, I'd be all about them dots. Well, it's it's not but. necessarily that they're dots on a warden, but some of the main skills. Uh, the animal companion skills are—they just yeah. take—they take a minute, but mm-hmm. like, dude, subterranean assault—that hits yeah, that like a freaking bear at a full charge with a running start and a two-handed axe. That's how mm-hmm. hard that thing hits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I like it, and of course, you guys know my Wolven the Lore Seeker is a stamina wardy, which mm-hmm. is amazing. But I just have realized for my own self that I like the Magicka classes much better. I just like the Sustain better. And uh, so that's why I just... It's actually kind of a funny story. And I don't mean to steal from you, but sorry, not sorry. I already had a max... One of my very first tunes was a max level Magicka Warden. And I was just going to like change his race, change his name, just switch him up a little bit and roll with him. At max level, because I mean, when I say max, like pretty much everything but his crafting was max, and his mount, mount speed, stamina, um, the whole bit was maxed. And then I realized that he was the wrong faction to PvP with our guild. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Boswood, you died. He was yeah, also he my first RP character, but he died. Yep, yep, yep. So. And I'm just waiting for them the following week to come out with that. For crowns, you can now change your faction. <laughs> Jeez. What can I get you, boy? Holy crap! Yeah. She's here. She's here. Not only does she My sell your... lady. Not only does she buy your wares for you, but she serves us beer. Hi, Nizzy. Hey, Nizzy. Oh, I will... Gosh, it's so good. So good to hear your voice. Um... Uh, let's see. What do, I don't even know. Um, I'm already on one. Let's go for a second. Let's go for a. Let's go just for a honey mead. Do you have a honey mead? I'll take that. Ditto. Fantastic. I'll take one. D- take. Okay. Coming cool. right up. Thank you so much, dear. Gosh, I missed that. I really, really missed that. All right, everybody. Well, welcome. This is Lore Seekers Podcast, and we chit chat about the Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Cash. I am excited to be back. We are finally back. Yeah, we are. our own space. Yeah, and, buddy. Um, if you've been listening to the storyline, then you'll kind of understand why and where we are back here. We are now in the colossal Aldmeri Grotto. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. we have es- escaped the, the clutches of... Abaz Collectors once again. We sailed our own ship to Somerset and we have landed 
in the uh, Colossal Aldmire Grotto. And that's where, that's where our place is now. It's where we live. We've got a tavern back. We have all of our good, friendly reliquary agents that are traveling to help us at this particular moment. And that's all I'll say about that until the end of the show. You can listen to our storyline. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, volume one. First off, we're super stoked to be back. We missed you all so much. And uh, I hope you hope you all enjoyed the uh, lore lesson compilation. I don't know if anyone's finished it yet. I'm sure somebody has out there. But um, So volume one, we were in the tavern. Volume two, we were out and about pretty much under the stars every episode aside from the last few. We were in Delves. And, and this time... This time we are back in the tavern for a couple episodes. A couple episodes because uh, there's a lot of fun things coming up for Volume 3. We're going to talk about it in a few minutes. But uh, this week on the show, we got all kinds of good stuff. So more details on Volume 3. We got extra life stream details. We're doing a huge extra life. You guys are already donating. Thank you so much. You're awesome. We're going to raise money to help kids. And you can uh, also win prizes. We're talking some uh, building better homes and uh, the November Crown Store Showcase. And then quite possibly my favorite segment, everybody's favorite segment, the Lore Lesson on Cash. We're doing something a little different today. We're doing a Lore Lesson on the stigma out there i don't know how big it is or how small it is but there's a little bit of a stigma about some things in eso that aren't quite lore centric to the rest of the elder scrolls series i'm gonna debunk those rumors today okay fantastic i love it hey you two give us some news whoa who let him in he's back too well, it is a cave in the oh. middle of Somerset. I'm sure he probably you swam here. here. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, oh, we've seen all these old faces. It's so good. It's so good. I miss them. Okay. Uh, so we've got some news. Dive here in my pack. Okay. Uh, let's see here. First up on the docket today for ESO News is us. We're talking volume three. <laughs> So, Volume 3, uh, what can you expect with Lore Seekers? Well, there's all kinds of fun things. Every, every volume and every episode of Lore Seekers, if you've listened for any amount of time, you will know that we are more into giving you an experience, a listening experience, than just hitting record and talking. We want it to be something that, that's unique, that's different, that's fun, that's appealing to you. And so we got a lot of fun things for Volume 3. And the first up... I know Cash is going to chit-chat a little bit on this, is what we call the mission board. Yes. We have something coming up in Volume 3, which is called a mission board. If you have been following us at all, and even if you haven't, we have a storyline to the Lore Seekers podcast, and that dictates where Jibs and I record from within the world of Tamriel every week. So if you haven't listened to the storylines, I think they're kind of cool. I think it does add like a third dimension to our show. Go back and listen to them. And like Jibs had said on a pre- previous episode, we are going to be putting those into a compilation for you at some point. So you can listen all the way through kind of like an audiobook. Mm-hmm. But there's some pretty cool story at the very end of each one of our shows, starting with um, this. Well, we started it in season two, right? 
Uh, yes, volume two. Yeah. Yep. Start in volume two. So go listen to those, and it will kind of explain why and where we are here. Well, along with those experiences, we've brought some different characters into mm-hmm. our show, into our storyline, that we have actually played in our own games. Um, we've been able to bring some really cool voice acting into it from uh, from one of our good friends, Nara, at, uh, at Lore Seekers. She's a streamer, and she has just her own YouTube channel, an incredible voice, and she uh, voiced one of our characters in our storyline. If you haven't got a chance to take a listen to her, it's narascreations.com. Very, very excellent voice actress. Anyway, part of that storyline has allowed for Jibs and I to journal some of our characters in game. So we'll play a little, journal a little, play a little, journal a little. And then we talked about it on the podcast, and it seems that there is an interest in our listeners doing the same thing. We've gotten several emails and messages and uh, direct messages on Discord about some of our own um, guild members or just our listeners that have been that have begun journaling themselves. So, since we know we have some writers out there, we are introducing in Volume Three something called the Mission Board. In our storyline, our storyline ended with Jibs and I escaping Tamriel and ending up in the Somerset Isles. Well, we're in a brand new place. We still have some things that we need to do. We need to establish our base of operations here. So our mission board, basically what we've done is we've called all of our reliquary agents in to help us in our new location, and we've posted a mission board. On this mission board are different things that we are going to need to do in order to get through volume three's storylines how does it work every once in a while jibs and i are going to post up on our website a mission board the mission board will have three at a time three different missions at a time you can choose one of those missions and write your own story about how you the player acting as an agent of the reliquary is handling that particular mission you get to explain your character you get to explain how you're going to fulfill that mission. And then you take that writing that you've done and you submit it to us. We're going to read through them. The best submissions are going to be our storylines for the week. So basically, you're sending me and Jibs a script. We're going to go through it. The ones that we love, we're going to narrate. We're going to really give the lore seeker love to it. And that is going to become our storyline as the weeks progress through volume three. It just gives us a chance to capitalize on you folks out there who are journaling your own characters and really enjoy that kind of third level RP aspect to your game. And we're going to showcase it to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We want to help bring your stories to life. Exactly. Thanks. You could, I could have probably said that in like 30 seconds instead. I elaborated. For a long oh, good. time. Yeah. 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 No, we've got an audience base that's growing. It's still, we used to say that a lot in the show, you know, especially when we started from nothing where we, I remember when we had like our first 10 listens, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. There's but, 10 people no, that actually like us. 10 people. But now we're all over the globe. People everywhere, South Africa, Russia, I mean, everywhere, United Kingdom, Canada, Mexico, uh, South America. And so just, we want to bring your stories 
to life and to more ears and to our entire audience base. And this gives you an, a, a way that you can not only practice your writing, because if you want to get better as a writer, that's how you do it, you write. But also, we really want to showcase ESO community. You know, We really want to showcase your talent as well with writing. And so, yet, like Cash said, there will be stuff that's posted up on the mission board page, and you'll know exactly what to do. Now, that being said, with the mission board, every couple episodes... We're going to a new place, and that's going to be reflected in the listing experience. So, for the first few episodes, we're going to be here in the tavern, chilling. It's going to be very vintage lore seekers. It's going to have that old school vibe, which is something I've been wanting to get back to for for quite some time. And um, and then from here, we you know you you may come to an episode, and we're chilling in the freaking tower over at Arteum with the Sigics. And so you're going to hear stuff going on. You're going to we'll be greeted by various different NPCs throughout our time in volume 3. We're going to meet new people and we really want to keep this listening experience this podcast fresh for you. And that's one way we can do it. Yeah, we're going to go to new and exciting lands and meet exciting new exotic people and kill them. Yeah. Take the stuff. Right. Movie. That was a movie reference. I don't think you got it, but whatever. I'm not surprised. What movie was it? What did I miss? That is Full Metal Jacket. Oh my gosh, yes. I haven't watched that in so long. Yeah, see, Joker? You're my favorite turd. You're my favorite turd. My yep. favorite turdos. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Anyway, so that being said, we're, we're going to be different places all the time. It's uh, We really, like we said earlier, we want to make... And we continue to strive for giving you a unique listener experience when you're here at Lore Seekers. And so you can look forward to that. If there's a particular zone, maybe, that you want us to go to, maybe there's a place where you're like, gosh, I want to I want to experience that while I'm listening to the show. You can totally always hit us up at, uh, at Lore Seekers Cast on Twitter. You can always email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. But, uh, so there's that, Volume 3. Oh, by the way, new episodes up, or new episode, new websites up. LoreSeekersPodcast.com. You go there. It's going to look a little different than usual, particularly if you're on the PC. But uh, So, yeah, you can check that out as well. We hope you like it. Um, so there's that. Next up on the docket, we've got the extra live stream details. So, yeah, min- many of you are already donating, which is fantastic. I Cash said we got donations, and I was kind of blown away. I'm like, we haven't even started yet. Yeah, but, there's... Uh, been uh, probably 10 donations today spread out throughout our team members on extra life if you don't know what extra life is and this is your first episode listening first of all sorry for the long ramble uh, right off the bat for 20 minutes it's gonna be a few we got we gotta set the tone set it up anyway extra life is a gaming charity where we are going to stream for 24 hours in the name of children's hospitals across the u.s and canada every single red cent that gets donated goes to the kids and i won't bore you with gory details about how long that i've been doing this six years but i've had a very big part in extra life um as a local uh, chapter leader here in my home state of california and it's an amazing experience not just when you're gaming but the kids truly are deserving and are appreciative of everything that you do to help them. And to see the smiles on their faces is worth 
gold, especially with the things that they are battling in children's hospitals. So if you're interested in watching, comma, donating, uh, or just finding out what it's all about, Jibs and I will be attempting to stream for 24 hours <laughs> starting at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, which is, if you're downloading the podcast on launch day, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. If not, there is no worries. You can still donate. And we will put a link up on our site that has an area where you can just click and it will take you straight to our page and you can donate right there or it will be uh, also on our Twitch page. So it's not just the day that we're doing the marathon. You can donate starting right now all the way through the end of the year. You can donate to children's hospitals. Even a dollar will help. But come join us on Saturday if you have any time. We're going to blast it all over the interwebs and hopefully you'll join us. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, Cash and I, you know, we we have rolled, both of us have rolled new tunes. Um, Cash went full Bosmer and got his to 25 already. I think mine's 12, 10 or 12. But uh, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be, um, we've talked numerous times on the show, you know, Cash and I <laughs> trying to get together and actually play the game together in a group is like literally a feat in itself. So we're just excited. We're going to get together. Do some questing. We're going to do Battlegrounds, Dungeons, group. Uh, I think we're grouping with uh, the guys over at Sons of Sithis at some point. Yes, I think. I think actually with all the podcasts. So this actually, our Extra Life stream, our Extra Life effort is a group effort between the hashtag ESO podcast fam, which includes, well, we could talk in Sons of Sithis, the Tenets, mm-hmm. Tales of Tamriel. Um, who else we got? And uh, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, I think we had we had talked to Aramethius, but I don't think he can stream. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. but anyway, all your favorite ESO podcasts are going to be doing this. We're going to be doing it together, and at some point during the day or evening, I believe we are going to try and get a Naked World boss run going. Oh my gosh, we are. <laughs> yes, we are because yeah, that's, that's, so that's what we do. Lore seekers get naked and do world boss runs with our goats. We get <laughs> That's so, what lore seekers do. We get naked and do weird stuff. <laughs> yep. So, I think uh, I think that's definitely in the plans. Oh, anyway, yeah. it's for, it's all in fun. We normally game all throughout the year just for ourselves, but for one full day, we're going to be gaming for the kids. And yes, we are getting that's donations right. already. Please keep them coming in. Like I was saying, even a dollar helps go towards our goal. Our goal is a thousand dollars as a lore seekers yep. team. I'm yep. pretty sure we're going to crush that. I hope so. We're yeah. well, like a quarter of the way out there already. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, by the way, giveaways. We're giving away a torch bug pet, 1500 crowns and a Somerset code. This can be used as an upgrade for existing players, but it can also be included but also includes the base game for new players as well. And by the yeah, way, all the podcasts man. we just listed, we're, we're all doing the same thing. So they're doing giveaways, same ones we're doing. Zoss was very, very kind and to, uh, to give us these uh, codes to use for the stream. So They're all about charity. They're all about charity. It's going to be a good time. There's going to be a surprise prize. There is. Yep. 
I don't even know what it is. What is it? Is it like a framed picture of you in a Nordic bathing towel? Yeah, if everybody wants to vomit, that'd be super. <laughs> I'm it in game, bro. I'm it in game. <laughs> no, this is um, this is above and beyond the graciousness of Zoss. Um, this is Lord Seeker's graciousness. So we will. I'm not saying what it is. We'll give it away. Oh, you're not um, even telling me. Okay. Oh, you I'm already excited. know what it is. You just I do. You, yeah, you just have a crappy memory. Oh, so that's valid. Yeah. It is valid. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be giving that away. And uh, I'm not saying what it is. Find out on Saturday. Damn. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, look forward to that. We'll see you bright and early 9 a.m. EST, Saturday, November 3rd, twitch.tv slash Podcast. All right. So, now on to the real ESO news. Uh, so, there's an article that went up over at uh, ESO's official website called Build Better Homes with Update 20. And to sum this up in about 10 seconds, this is kind of a preview article for the console with Update 20. So they kind of went over the, all the new features that a lot of us on PC are already enjoying, which include the undo and redo feature, which is amazing. <laughs> and then on top of that, we've got what we call item linking. So... If you ever, which I've used this before, I know Cash has probably used this as well. If you've ever wanted to move something in a group before, all you got to do is link all the items together and you can move it all at once. I was able to do that on my new home, which I'm super proud of. I know Cash has come over to the to the house and kind of hung out showcasing that thing. Uh, but item linking, it's really, really handy. It's creepy. Dude, your house is creepy. It is creepy, man. There's yeah, you bones. should do some house cleaning. I mean, really, dude? I've kind of let it go. Kind of let like, it go. It smells like death. You know like you know, like when you have like you know like when you have damp pants on? <laughs> Say like you just get out of the pool and your pants are like 75% dry but not all the way there and then you fart? Yeah. That's what your house smells like. That is oddly specific. <laughs> that and bad decisions. <laughs> Smells like death. Oh, that's hilarious. Yep. So, yeah, undo, redo. That's a big one. Let me tell you, that's a godsend. I mean, and everybody listening said amen. Yes. Undo and redo. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Um, so, yeah, there's that as well. Now for the... We're going to kind of speed through this a little bit. We know in the past we went through every detail, the dates the stuff's going to be available, but we're changing that up. And I know we've done this once before uh, quicker, but this time we're going to keep it the same way. So, Crown Store Showcase for November 2018. Yay! A lot of good things coming. A lot of good things coming. And real quick, before we get started... They actually list the first two exclusive free items um, coming to ESO Plus members. So, those being the Molag Ball statuette. There's that. Uh, that's the first free thing, which is pretty cool, I guess, if you're into Molag Ball. Well, you get a little statue there. It's You know what's funny? is It's a little bit different than the original Collector's Edition statue. I figured it would be like the same exact thing. Is that a positive or negative? 
Oh, no, I don't care. I mean, I'll put this in my house. No problem. He looks awesome, but it just surprises me that they would do it a little bit differently as opposed to the same one. Because if you have the original Imperial Edition Collector's Edition from the launch of the game, he's like standing up on a rock, you know, kind of like Captain Morgan's style. With mm-hmm. the, he's got his maul at the low ready, you know, on the uh, on his lower hand, and then he's holding up. Looks like it almost looks like he's holding up the Dovahkiin in his hand, mm-hmm. high above his head. It's an awesome picture because it gives scale to Molag Balbag. Awesome, right. right? And then this guy, I mean, he he looks really cool, and yeah, this is not disparaging it at all. But it just surprises me that they wouldn't do it because I think a lot of people would have liked to have it. Right. In the same style right. as the thing that's, you know, sitting on their shelf. So, I don't know. Sorry. I have Tourette's slightly, and that was one of those moments. <laughs> no, I agree. I think... I didn't even think of that. Um, I like the fact that they've taken the time to design something new. And quite frankly, I wasn't expecting a free Molag Ball statue. So, this, you know, this works well. <sighs> I, ex- I never expect anything free. Yeah. Anytime I get something free, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll take it. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that. And then our first exclusive offer, the Ebon Steel Dwarven Spider. This looks pretty cool. Um, he looks like a droidica. Yeah, he really does. Good. Nice pull. Yep. Thank you. He actually really does. Uh, he's all, his metal is all, bl- it's like the Dwarven Spider mount, but the metal is all black. And aside from gold accents and a giant red glowing eye. So. Yep. There's that. It's his power core. Yeah. Uh, we've also got some new, uh, what do we got here? Uh, noble pack, they're talking. Uh, basically, a new robe, new coronet. They also talk 30% off hollow jack crown crates. That's going on as well for the 15 crate bundle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a review later that, that totally mentions you with your your uh, crown store. Uh it's so bad. Addiction. So. It's a, you know what's <laughs> funny is, too, is I was looking at... I was like, oh, I wonder, wonder if I should buy some more holojacks because they're going to be gone pretty soon, okay? And I was looking at the list of things that I still had to get. I have most of it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all grayed out in my crown store. I'm like, okay, I'm. So maybe I won't. I'm not going to buy any more of these. Yeah, you should hold until on until the next season. I'll start saving yeah. for next season. That's what you. Yep. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. I can't wait. Uh, for costumes, we got new hats. Flat Bryn morning hat pack. This is kind of a uh, Van Helsing-ish hat, I guess. You it's could very say. Amish. Yeah, it is kind of Amish. Um, there's yep. some metal, uh, what do you call them, ornaments? They're pretty much skulls of birds. Yeah, and then the one with the feather. Yeah. So I guess I would say it's a mixture between... Amish and Amish Mafia. <laughs> it's very pimpish. Because the bird makes it the Mafia part. Yeah. yeah. So if you are if you happen to be a Mennonite pimp, you could totally wear one of these oh, man. hats. Uh, we got uh, Skull Face Tattoo Pack out coming out as well. Pretty much skull tattoos under your face. Except it looks more painted on, actually. So if you're into that, then there you go. We got the Orkwise Women's Vestment. It's a new uh, costume. Looks pretty. Very pretty. Ladies, there you go. Um, I guess, dudes, if you want to put your male orc in a dress. <laughs> um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey your remember male me? Orcs in your pants. Remember me for the uh, costume party we had? Huh? Huh? 
How huh? can I forget you? I burned it in your eyeballs. You don't let me. <laughs> yes, you burn everything into my eyeballs and my ear holes, and I guess that's why we're friends. You were a vampire, and I was a Tamrielic drag queen. It was fantastic and gross. You, you know what's funny? The, the funny part is, is that you dress up as a drag queen for every single freaking event that we have. I do? Yes. Have you not noticed that? No. Well, sounds like you better get in touch with your real feelings, pal. Because now I do I have a problem? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you start doing it IRL, <laughs> oh, take pics. Take pics. Take pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> Send them to me immediately. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So we also got the for crafting uh, new outfit style. It's the Troll King Arms Pack. This will be available all thirty days long. Uh, this Jeez, that guy's rad looking. Yeah, he is. Actually, I like this done. Wait, where's that veteran? Okay, veteran blessed crucible. That's where this is coming from. So you can go there and not only get the uh, shoulder style page from this guy, but uh, what's his name? Does it have his name listed there? I don't think it does. I don't think uh, it does. Which dude? The Troll King. Is that is that his actual name? I forget. The... That'll yeah, that'll work for him. All right. So anyway, the uh, shoulder style page. Has a chance to drop from the Glirion, the Red Beard's Undaunted Chest. Don't forget about that. Glirion! I know him well. Oh, no. He's the guy that steals my keys and doesn't give me the SHIT I need. <laughs> I actually like oh, this. This is, this is getting a little bit more of my style. I feel like they're branching out a little bit more in the designs. So Yeah, I'm liking these. It's uh, metal with wood accents. But uh, the the wood is real jagged looking, and then it's got metal inlays that are glowing. That's, that's not a yellow; it's like a yellowish green, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's like pea particles. Yeah, it looks like you're urine. Nice pull again. Looks like, two for two. Looks like <laughs> looks like the troll king is urinating. Yeah, on said equipment. Yeah, and they just took the picture of the equipment and not his equipment. Yep, there you go. I like the bow. That one's cool. So there's that. Uh, her housing. This is the. This is on Jibs's Christmas list. I got to get this. I got to get this. Enchanted snow globe home. Holy crap! Yes. For those of you, yes. I'm going to read this. This is one of the highlights. There's two real highlights of this whole pack of this whole month of crowns. And they're doing this right this time. They are releasing it early. So. Quote, get small to go large. This miniature snow globe home is tiny on the outside, but expansive on the inside. Proving shrunken real estate is a big bargain. And to make the house interior cozier, its exterior courtyard features an externally festive, gentle snowfall. Magical. So this is available from November 29th through January 2nd. First off, if you have not seen this, YouTube it. It's going to blow your mind. It's amazing. I'm intrigued to learn how this works yeah so you click on it and you load into the house well when you load in the house you realize your character has shrunk down to fit in the snow globe and when you look around you see the glass from the snow globe and you look out through the glass and you can see where you were just seconds before and everything's huge of course and so yeah there's snow falling it's so incredibly unique and cool uh, you, you seriously, you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't go watch a YouTube video on it. It's, it's amazing. Whoa, 
Okay, 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 okay. It's, I almost had like a minor freak out right there, but I've I've wrangled in the beast. Good? We're good. You good? I saw November 29th to January 2nd, and for some reason my mind deleted the whole month of December. <laughs> I'm like, really, dudes? Three freaking days? That's it? <laughs> so three day special. don't worry. Cash is not skipping Christmas <laughs> this year. You have like 33, 34 days to get this thing. And yes, I am going to bring this point up because I know that we've talked about it on a, on a prior cast. My hat is off to Zoss for either taking note or realizing that people were bummed about the Halloween pack not being released until late um, October. Yeah. Yep. Or at least the second half of October. Because specifically, if you hadn't heard that episode... We, Jibs and I knew that we were going to be taking a little bit of time off and we wouldn't have time to do the our in-game guild events that we wanted to do, including our Halloween decorating contest, Halloween house decorating contest, until we, we were kind of relegated to do it in the early part of the month. So we had ours in the first half of October and a lot of our folks who did some amazing creations with their homes for Halloween were unable to have access to that Halloween pack that had some very specific Halloweener stuff. So this, um, for the next holiday, New Life Festival slash Christmas and New Year, um, it looks like ESO is doing it right and, and launching this thing super early in the in the um, Christmas season so people can do their thing because once again, we will, as other guilds will, we will be having a christmas decorating contest and i cannot wait yeah. to see how this turns out it's gonna be amazing with the snow globe yeah the snow globe dude it's freaking brilliant well done sauce it's really unique yeah yeah and i lo- like I said, like you said you know i love the fact that we can get this this month i mean you know we have a whole month to play and and kind of tinker around with the home and make it look cool so hats off yep. well done go most Go mow some lawns, kids. That's right. You're going to need some crowns. You're going to need at least 3,500 crowns, I bet. Uh, so, furniture. We've got the Furnishing Pack Deep Meyer Expedition. If you've been running Merc Meyer lately, which I know we, we haven't even really talked about yet. but uh, So, yeah, that's uh, that Furnishing Pack is there. Very Argonian-inspired furniture and skulls and all that good stuff. Then we've got the Clockwork Gods Domain for the Clockwork Festival coming up. Or holiday, excuse me. So there's all kinds of stuff that you would find in good old Clockwork City. Dude, let's make it a point this time. Let's do Clockwork. Okay. Do you want to do that during the stream? For that, for that event, we could. We could do that during but the stream. Here's the, well, here's the other confession, though, bro. What? Besides the prologue quest, haven't touched Merkmire. Uh, You know what? Nothing. I think I've done two quests. I, I've been so busy... It's been so incredibly busy for us behind the scenes that I'm in the same boat. Well, yeah. Busy, right, yeah, all that stuff. But, bro, it's Witches Festival. I have been devouring as yeah, much as I same. could after missing a full week. Yeah. And, like, while I'm gone, I'm, I'm getting all these, you know, when I had super spotty um, internet connection while I was in Montana. So, when, you know, we'd be driving through someplace and all of a sudden, I'd see all these things popping up on Twitter and then, of course, you know, I knew when Merkmeyer was coming. But when you're out there, you're so I was so, you know, disconnected. Yeah. 
that I didn't realize it. And I got the things that it released. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, literally, I love being in the wilderness. It's like it's a, it's a thing for me. But I am not joking. Knowing that Witches Festival was going on and Merkmeyer just released, I found myself wishing I was sitting in my office like an ultra nerd <laughs> playing this game. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. dude, you gotta live your life. So I kind of, I had to shake it off and just wait for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm the same anyway. way, and I think you and I both are kind of the same. Uh, this really being, I think, my second, uh, my second, maybe third holiday in ESO ever. That uh, I'm finding that when a holiday is going on, pretty much nothing else matters. Like I focus, unpurposely, I focus solely on the holiday i don't really do anything yeah. else outside of that i didn't really touch any alts except for you know right at the end there um it just it every it's kind of like we just kind of zone out and focus on the holiday i mean shoot a new dlc's out and we <laughs> we're still working through the i know content. i know any i think the thing is because the dlc is going to be here but at the same exactly. time the witches festival especially for me because that is my holiday yeah buddy um it only comes once a year and i had missed all of last year's i think i got one day of last year's oh wow and then spotty well i mean i was i had two weeks two weeks of training i remember that and i was gone for the entire time i was like dude this is a molag ball bag yep so anyway yep yeah i digress uh so yeah Clockworks God Domain Furnishing Pack looks awesome. Looks dope. Working on to do clockwork. I've never done it. I've always wanted to do clockwork. That's happening during Extra Life. We have to do it. Uh, furnishing Bundle. New Life Festival. Woo! <laughs> oh, buddy. This is yeah. all kinds of Christmas theme you've got. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but that pick for this is the Snow Globe House. That's what you're looking at there in the background. And the world rejoices that there's finally a pack with garland, mm-hmm. an actual Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and a wreath. I didn't know. Th- and now I'm looking, and I'm like, "There's snowmen. Yeah. There's actually a snow Argonian if you look close enough, and there's a freaking bear rug." I kind of want to buy at least two of these packs. Yeah, I'm thinking probably two of these packs that are probably going to be 5,000 crowns. <laughs> you know, a lot of, the cool thing, though, I've learned is a lot of the stuff that comes in these these bundles, you can actually, you'll, some of the stuff you can actually end up getting in guild stores as well. I've seen that happen, so there's also. <gasps> Dude, mm. for our friend Arcaneer at the Tales of Tamriel podcast. Mm-hmm. There's an ice sculpture of a guar. Yeah, ice sculptures. Yeah, that's cool. And is that a little platter of food? Platter of... It's a whole meal of food. Oh, two tankards. Uh, there's a mud crab ice sculpture and a vardvark. Yeah, man, this ice is Ice sculpture. Amazing. And then... Yeah, like I was saying. So, if you look... Dude, Zoss is freaking brilliant. They seriously are. So, look... If you look at the snowmen, right? Mm-hmm. One of them's a Khajiit. One of them is an Argonian, and one of them is all the other <laughs> humanoid is. races. Oh, now, wow. yeah. So check this out. Look at the hat on his head, her head. 
Is that Caldwell's silver? That's Caldwell's pot. That's awesome. Yep. Well done, yeah, friends. Yeah, no kidding. Nice pull. Well done. Cool pack. Yep. Ah, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. So pretty confident we'll both be getting that at least once. Yeah. That's definitely going to happen. For mounts, we got the Badger Bear. For pets, we've got a new Griffin. And that wraps up the November showcase. Dude, I tell you what. You know, we've talked about it numerous times that the there's two real holidays for us that we both resonate with. So I think we just dubbed that are the Lore Seeker holidays. Uh, Halloween and Christmas. And yeah. I love it because they're right after each other pretty much. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so th- yeah, that is there's no, there's zero doubt zero doubt in my mind those are the two best holidays of the year, and uh, they also happen to be the two biggest holidays I think in this game. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about this. And, and as I'm looking at this pack, I'm realizing that we have a guild hall to decorate. Yeah, yeah, we got a new guild hall, and it is huge. <laughs> I might have vomited in my mouth thinking about. How much that's going to cost. Yeah. You know, I did the math the other day. To buy all 13 Mundus stones is like 54,000 crowns, which real-life money comes out to roughly $450. Doesn't look like we'll be doing that. (laughs) So, Lore Seekers, if if each of you want to do like 13 days of Christmas and give us a Mundus stone every day. No, I, you know what the funny thing would be is like, okay, we're starting a fund, everybody, all of our lore seekers out there. We're starting a fund for yeah. uh, to bring all the Mundestones to our guild hall. People are like, I don't need the Mundestones that bad. Yeah, no kidding, man. I couldn't I'm believe like, like four hundred fifty dollars. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, we there actually. Oh. We do have a friend. We do have a friend, Morgus from Meridia's Order of Guards. Mm. He actually has. All of them. I still go to his place yeah, to use his Munda stones, yeah. but he has every single one of them. The guy's like a super epic player. He's been playing the game forever. So Yeah, there's yeah. a that's a lot, man. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, well, good friends, if you enjoyed the news bit or if you have any questions on anything we talked about, you can always call us at 765-382-6961. You can also email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Now for my favorite part. Cash, you still got that spell you picked up in Volume 2? Come on, bruh. It's in a steel trap right up here. Mm, okay, okay. Yep. Ready? Ready. Won't move. Dude, hold your beer. Hold it. This one's going to be controversial, my friends. Hope everybody's okay with it. Good lead. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, Lore Lesson 33. Is Elder Scrolls Online canon? Hmm. Mm. So, when you dive into the world of Elder Scrolls lore or research, right? You got all these places you go to get some of the information that you need. Every once in a while, you run into something that talks about whether or not. It's some nerd ranting someplace. And when I say nerd, I'm fully included. Hope you all realize that. (laughs) 
I guess we're kind of ultra nerds yeah, huh? because I mean, we not only play video games, yeah. but we religiously research the story behind said video game. Yeah, and do a weekly podcast. We talk on about it. it. Yeah, that's definitely ultra nerd. That's us. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway, <laughs> I really don't. I really don't care. So there's that. All right, but anyway, when you go to all these different sources trying to find this lore to present in our show to our folks. You inevitably will run into somebody raging about something, however big or small, about why the Elder Scrolls Online is not lore friendly to the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it several times before. And to me, I was like, I don't even care what the answer is because it's not going to stop me from playing ESO. Right. I don't ever think that story should dictate the life of a game i think it should it's it should be the opposite way around you build your game around your story right now granted there's other established lore that's out there because elder scrolls was born from the single player game so always when you add a multiplayer component in any way to a game especially a beloved series People flip their crap. Yeah, they do. Mainly because there are a ton of people out there that are still pissed off that Elder Scrolls Online was not the next single player Elder Scrolls experience. Yeah. Because they don't play online. They don't want to play online. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to pay a monthly fee for their entertainment. Right. I'm not one of those people. I would prefer to pay a monthly fee for my online entertainment. Because I think it keeps trolls away. Anyway, that's a totally different Oprah show. What we're going to talk about today is basically a mating call for bridge trolls everywhere. To <laughs> climb out from under their rocks and strip their friggin' teeth over these minor little baby bear issues that might cause their breakfast to regurge. Mm. So... I was quite surprised at going through this stuff. Let's explore some of the issues that true Elder Scrolls lore hounds have with the Elder Scrolls Online. You might be surprised. Okay. So, in order to do that, I think what we should do first is define canon. Because there might be people out there that don't know, don't know lore very well. They don't know what it means, what canon might mean. The definition of canon in, with respect to what we're talking about is the authentic works of a writer or sanctioned or accepted group or body of related works. So particularly to when we're talking about lore, canon applies to the consistency of historically written lore within the Elder Scrolls universe, which includes all written works, all stories, and all game lore. So there could be minor inconsistencies here and there. And those are what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So ESO storyline as compared to the rest of the Elder Scrolls series. We've always, when this kind of stuff comes up, I've just looked kind looked past the whiny rants of other nerds and found the information that I needed and just kind of moved on. But this time I figured let's start fresh and let's go through some of this stuff it is very intriguing 
the fact to me that some of these folks have flat out decided not to play ESO just because of these issues, especially after I found what they were. So let's find out what the hubbub's about. Okay. Now, as my disclaimer, I will present this information to you as I have found it on, on the line. And we all know everything you read on the internet is totally true. Absolutely, 100%. That's right. I mean, Reddit's so, the source for all good things. <laughs> it is. Oh, God, it's just a freaking cesspool. <laughs> anyway, as I was just going to say that, a lot of this is from Reddit. It's a total non-opinionated cesspool. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quite opinionated, actually. This, a lot of the sway you're going to get is my own personal opinion because of the way I feel about this stuff. Just know that my retort to the inconsistencies that we're going to talk about is nothing but my opinion. You draw your own line in the sand, you plant your own feet, stand your own ground, do whatever you want to do when it comes to stuff. I'm just presenting the information with my kind of skew on it. Um, and I, I really don't care if people call me a fanboy of ESO and Zoss because I totally am. Um, but anyway, we can still be friends. Everything will be all right. Okay, cool. Okay. So, is the Elder Scrolls Online considered canon to the rest of the Elder Scrolls universe? Varying opinions on this exact subject. Almost every single thing that I researched was laced with incredibly crazy rhetoric and opinion, kind of like mine's about to be. So, like I said, draw your own. However, know this as fact. Both Bethesda and ZeniMax Online Studios have jointly determined and stated publicly that the Elder Scrolls Online and Elder Scrolls Legends, for that matter, because they're the same product or they're products of the same universe, they are indeed considered canyon, can, canyon, canyon. canon to the entirety of the rest of the series. So Bethesda itself works with the lore masters at Zenimax Online Studios to approve all content for written game or all content written for the game for the game zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there is a collaborative effort between both studios. Now, interestingly enough, one of my sources for this information is a YouTuber by the name of Camel Works. And it seems like a pretty decent dude. Does his due diligence on a lot of the research he does. And he actually interviewed Matt Fyror, the ESO's uh, game director. And I have a clip of that. And I want you to take a quick listen to the clip. One of the most common questions I get about the Elder Scrolls Online is whether it's more considered canon than the broader Elder Scrolls. Yes, it absolutely is. We we have full time. We have one full time lore master that does nothing but uh, work with Bethesda Game Studios to make sure that there's a consistent timeline. Uh, the characters are consistent. Naming is consistent. Um, the timeline is super important, of course, and to any lore. Um, but this is why we picked the time that we did for Elder Scrolls Online all those years ago when we started the project was we wanted to pick a time where there wasn't a whole lot known about it so we could at least tell our own stories with, with our own characters and we do that but yeah when you start to bring in things like the Psychic Order and the history of the Altmer yes we're very much tied into the main door so you do work pretty close with the festival uh, every day yeah okay so that being said There are some inconsistency claims out there. In the past, we've talked about some minor inconsistencies with the lore. You know, like just an example. When we talked about the calendar 
and there were some different things included in certain games and other things not included. It's like, okay, whatever. I was stupid. Maybe it's a mistake. These guys are building massive games. Yeah. So some things may be left out. So normally it can just be, if there is a small inconsistency in the lore, Elder Scrolls has this beautiful thing built into it where it can be explained as different accounts from various historians telling the story from within the game itself, right? Right. So, for example, the differences of opinion on how the Dwemer disappeared. There are several different theories presented, leaving the player to form your own conclusion. And this has been described in the greater lore universe of Elder Scrolls as the unreliable narrator within the game. Many of the stories you hear or read within the games can be told by an in-game character who's describing the story as they see it or how they've experienced it and not necessarily how it actually happened. So this phenomenon has happened in every single Elder Scrolls game and it will continue to occur in the series because many of the stories are told from in-game characters themselves with their own experiences, opinions, and biases. So does that make sense? Yes. The unreliable narrator? Okay, yep. cool. Okay, let's get into some specific examples of why some people say ESO breaks lore. I feel like I'm, I'm getting ready to buckle up here. Like there's. <laughs> say that again? I feel like I'm getting ready to buckle up. You know, we all got to get settled. Get ready. Okay. Oh, get ready. It's not going to break your heart. Trust me. Okay. Cyrodiil. Example number one. According to lore in Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Cyrodiil was described as a vast jungle. However, in the Elder Scrolls Online, Cyrodiil is a very large landscape of rolling hills, vistas, and the foliage is pretty distributed. Here's where the heartburn comes in. According to the lore, when Tiber Septim ascended to godhood and became Talos, he transformed the jungle landscape of Cyrodiil as a gift to his warriors. Stay with me. Okay. Here's an excerpt from his book, or from a book, called From the Many-Headed Talos. And this was from the Game of Skyrim. And I quote, And after the throne of Alinor did finally break at the feet of men, and news of it came to the dragon emperor in Cyrodiil, he gathered his captains and spoke to them, saying, this is Talos speaking, quote, You have suffered for me to win this throne, and I see how you hate jungle. Let me show you the power of Talos Stormcrown, born of the north, where my breath is long winter. I breathe now in royalty and reshape this land which is mine. I do this for you, Red Legions, for I love you. Unquote. Apparently, when that happened, Talos transformed the landscape of Cyrodiil and made it into not a dense jungle because his captains and his and his legions had battled through that jungle. Right. Right? right. Following me? Yeah. Okay. So since Tiber Septim's ascendancy took place after the Second Era, which is the, the time frame of ESO, and since the depiction of Cyrodiil isn't a vast forest in ESO, the frickin' nerds are up in arms. Right. Right? Yeah. Because they're thinking this took place after the time frame of ESO, so Cyrodiil should be a vast, dense jungle. 
some people won't even play ESO because a small little inconsistency takes place. Really? Wow. Give me a freaking break, people. Could it possibly have anything to do with the fact that creating a video game world with a very dense, vast jungle that will render nicely and without monster lag? Granted, this is our PvP zone, right? Right. So having a dense jungle like that just was not in the cards with modern game engines, especially when ESO came out. So why not crucify Bethesda and Zoss for wanting your PvP experience to be relatively lag-free? You know what I mean? Yeah. So just because it's in the lore, I mean, name once dense, vast, once vast, dense jungle in any game that you know. Name one. None. Literally, I can't think of any. None. That's an MMO. You have to. Right. You have to space things out. Dude, I'm parched. I'm so bummed right now. I need whiskey. <laughs> need more whiskey. Okay. Feel better. All right. That is example of the minutiae that some of these folks are talking about. Okay. We're going to get it. We're going to get hate mail for sure. Okay. So here's some that are a little bit more believable, but I still have a refute for them. The Ebonheart Pact Alliance itself, right? Yeah. Since the Dunmer enslaved the Argonians and hence the hatred on both sides, why would these two races ever be united? See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I can pick up on that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Aldmeri Dominion. In the same respect, the Khajiit and the Bosmer have always been at war. Therefore, why would they ally together? Okay. 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 All right. Following you. Mm-hmm. The Daggerfall Covenant. Just as the last two alliances have their lore inconsistencies, why would the orcs ever want to join forces with the Bretons and the Red Guard? who literally raised the city of Orsinium a few years before ESO's timeline. Follow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is why. This makes sense. Take a look at a faction map of ESO. The one thing that every faction has in common is geography. Okay? Remember, like, when you were in high school and you met some girl at, the at like, the county fair or something, but she lived in a completely different county? Yeah. What did she become? Long-distance girlfriend. Geographically undesirable. Oh. Right? Well, I I mean, I'd make it work, but yeah, yeah, I get you. Oh, my God, you're such a girl. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, geographically undesirable. The one thing that these factions have, as I hearken back to ESO, these factions have geographic desirability, Okay. Each of the regions in which the races and factions are located give them geographic access to another. So to me, it makes perfect sense why these regions would want to band together, in, number one, in a time of war where their very borders are threatened and there's an outside enemy. Right. They may not, it may be a reluctant joining of their forces, but in order for the very survival of their way of life, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like Nevada, I'm sure Nevada hates California. But if there were a global threat coming that possibly could affect those folks' way of life, yeah, it's happened before in the form of the Civil War. 
It's <laughs> totally happened before. So anyway, that's my thought. It would not make it wouldn't make much sense for the Bretons to join forces with the Argonians of Merkmire. Right. Right? Right. Because they're all the way across the freaking map. Yeah. So getting their armies together by traveling across a giant area of enemy territory doesn't make much sense. But when you have even if you have, you know, warring factions that are close together in a time of war and for control of a region, they just might look past their differences. Now, it certainly doesn't mean there's not going to be squabbles and stuff that take place amongst the ranks, because there will be right. because of that history. But it doesn't mean that those um, alliances could not be formed just because they've had history. So anyway, that's my conclusion anyway. Okay, let's go on to the next point. Orsinium being rebuilt multiple times. There's a lot of discussion when it comes to defunking the fact that ESO is not lore-centric about the fact that Orsinium was once raised by the Red Guards and then the Bretons had, and the Red Guards and the Bretons, and that had been rebuilt not once, but countless times according to ESO lore. Some actually argue that the entire Orsinium DLC is a farce. Really? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you, you guys are stupid. Wow. Yeah. So, once again, the unreliable narrator is very, very relevant in this case. The story is misrepresented in several areas of the game, most likely due um, to story inflation, opinion, and then maybe even just like flat-out misunderstanding of the actual facts. Mm-hmm. Not everyone you speak to, and this is a little eye-opener for everybody, not everyone you speak to in life is going to tell the truth. Because the way they perceive or embellish a fact may not be a fact at all. It's just life. So don't let it ruin your game experience. It just makes me laugh. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay. Here's another one kind of flip people out. And I attribute this one just, I don't know, flat out mistake maybe. There is a book from the fourth era in ESO. So even though ESO takes place in the second era, it has been discovered that there's a couple of books in ESO that were actually written in the fourth era. For example, The Last King of the Aliens by Herminia Sinna, supposedly written in the third era. And Ruminations of the Elder Scrolls, written by Septimus Cygnus, supposedly in the fourth era. Yeah. How can this be? How can it be? They, it's uh, terrible. They may want it's to. A double, uh, <laughs> they may it's want, a double rainbow. They may, what does it mean? <laughs> what does this mean? No, they may. Uh, <laughs> they, they may want to remove those. I'll give them that. that. I'll give them that. But I have. I have actually have an explanation for it. Okay. I got a I got a headache thinking of an excuse for Zoss, but I actually have a headache. Okay. Okay. How could you explain this? Third era, fourth era book in Elder Scrolls Online when it takes place in the second era. Well, could there be some kind of an insidious time warp with the Elder Scrolls Online that maybe we haven't heard about? Is that something you came up with? Yeah, bro. Hmm. You, you know... I'm just saying. I, I, here's the reason why I can't say no to that. Is because video games in general... Like you just never know what's going to be added, you know. You you will never know what 
is going to end up being okay. Right. So here's another one for you. Could a moth priest have read so far into the future via use of the Elder Scrolls themselves that he or she retrieved the information and actually wrote about it? There's that. And let me throw this also at you as well. Uh, is the Oblivion Plane, does that endure, does that, does, how do I word this right? Does it transcend time? Yes. I believe it's parallel. Hmm. Yes. I believe the only thing that transcends time is a dragon break. Which I'm not going to go into. Because I literally will need a Tylenol. <laughs> I will literally need a bottle of Tylenol. I'm, I'm literally not kidding you. It When I think about the dragon break. And I know we have some really good friends out there that know this stuff really well. Um, uh, one of our good friends that I know loves talking about Dragon Breaks is uh, Jelos from Tales of Tamriel. Um, I'm not even. I'm not going to try and remember our lore lesson on that because I know we've talked about it before. Yeah. But yeah, literally, I would have to sit down and read and read and reread again to to remember all the facts. So yeah. Anyway, there's that. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. A couple books from the third and fourth era in ESO. I don't. I really, my heart of hearts tells me there's not like some kind of a explanation. It was probably just an oversight, and it's not going to bum me out when I play ESO. Just gonna let y'all know that. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna let you finish, and then I'll then I'll come back with my. Sometimes it's best to just let him finish. Okay. Here's kind of a bigger one. Okay. The Soul Burst. Ooh, yeah, okay. Now, yeah, so some have some heartburn regarding the Soul Burst event. If you guys don't know what the Soul Burst event is, it is basically the, I guess at this point, like spoilers really, dude. It's the main quest line for ESO. Mana Marco betrays the five companions and um, sets off an event known as the Soul Burst. Okay. So immediately after the Solburst event takes place, giant anchors litter the landscape and Molag Ball is attempting to pull Nern into oblivion. Okay? Mm-hmm. Furthermore, there's towers that were placed across Nern to prevent the melding of the physical realm with oblivion. So they were these towers were supposed to protect uh, Nern from this very type of invasion. Okay? Now... At the time, some of the towers had been fallen and were inoperable during the time of ESO. For instance, the White Gold Tower. They just right. took it over. Right. So that tower was not operating. Yeah. So here's where the rub starts and stops, in my opinion. Many of the ranting nerds out there are upset because this large of a global event should have been mentioned somewhere in the lore of the game series. So they're talking previous games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're talking like Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, all the games that happen after the second era in timeline. These folks are mad that the Soul Burst was not mentioned. Okay. Mm hmm. So, like, why wouldn't Skyrim have mentioned anything about the Soul Burst or its ensuing aftermath in, dis- in some type of a discoverable book, discoverable book around the game world? Um, 
I don't know. Maybe it's because Skyrim was released in 2011 and ESO was released in 2014. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just letting you finish. But yeah, I... uh... Okay, so like people are mad that the Soul Burst wasn't mentioned in any of the other games when ESO is literally the latest game to come out. And the, the story and the lore of Elder Scrolls is evolving right in front of your face in Elder Scrolls Online. But people are mad that the Soul Burst wasn't written into the story when Skyrim was created or when Oblivion was released. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. So, I, okay. So aside from these minor discrepancies, I have not been able to find many more, like like none. Because if there were any that were significant, I would have already. I, it would be in this segment. But I was super surprised that there were not more valid or poignant arguments for such a heated debate across Elder Scrolls landscape that would cause people to not play the freaking game. So if you know, I'm sure there's more out there. If you know of any other inconsistencies, write in. Because I'm, I'm interested to find out what they are. If there's any that are bigger than these. Because I'm like, really? This is what people, gives people heartburn over Elder Scrolls Online? That's a cop-out. And, and, and please include sources. Please include your sources. Oh, yeah. For sure. When you do this. For sure. Even Reddit. Even, Even Reddit. Reddit. So... Like I, for one, can understand why some of the inconsistencies, whether you consider them big or little, would upset you know like the most diehard of diehard lore, lore hounds. That's fine. You're, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. This is just mine. The single-player games in Elder Scrolls is what all of us fell in love with and really what brought us to ESO in the first place for the most part. And there's those folks out there that are anomalies that haven't played an Elder Scrolls title at all but have fallen in love with ESO. But understand one thing from my perspective. It's actually not even my perspective. It's a fact. Elder Scrolls Online is an evolving game. Zoss understands what it takes to make the lore work for your game as opposed to the exact opposite, making your game work for your lore. So if a few minor things need to be changed here and there to make the massive undertaking that is ESO work very, very smoothly, then I myself say get it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to? Are you wanting to list your sources, or, do you, or can I? Uh... No, no. I, I I can certainly list them. I I just like my final point. I just I don't get the angst and the anger over it, and you know the the internet rage over it. I say just pop a tums, you'll be fine. Enjoy the game for what it is, and for what it is becoming. Right. And just as Matt Firewar alluded to. It is a massive amount of brand new Elder Scrolls lore yep. that will be forever canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay, I'll I'll just I'll hit my sources real quick. Camel Works, I think that guy's a solid YouTuber. Um, a ton of different Reddit interviews or a, a bunch of Reddit threads. Uh, Curry Gaming Inc. on YouTube. Mister Matty plays on YouTube, and then an article from Game Skinny, which surprise me glaring errors in the elder scrolls lore no one's talking about hmm. and i'm like no he's talking about them because they're bs <laughs> but whatever 
Okay, so I'm interested to hear what you think, though. I mean, that was a super long rant for me, and I apologize for that. No, but it's, man, I was just like so got got so charged well, up over it. It's you know, it's it's good to talk about these things because you know, I I feel like sitting back and listening. There's really two camps. There is the purist, I guess would be the best way to say it, where every little thing has to line up. Every dot has to, every period has to, your eyes have to be dotted, your T's crossed, pretty much. Everything. And then you've got everything else, everyone else. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Where, because ultimately, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like, look. <laughs> look. This is, like Hash said, this game is a massive undertaking. And it has taken years, you know, well over four years of released time for this game to even get where it is now, let alone all the years they put in previously. And that entire, all, everything that encompasses that is new Elder Scrolls for you. It's new content for you. Does everything line up? No. Do I think everything should line up? Oh, man, I think it'd be awesome if it did. But look, at the end of the day, for me to realistically expect peop- this to this to happen, it's it'd be just ridiculous. Because there is so much to this. There is such an incredible amount. Uh, Cash and I are both Star Wars fans. Go look at Star Wars lore. Guess what you'll find? I was just going to say that. Guess dude, what you'll totally. find? Because it's there. It is so there, and it's just... It's kind of like one of those things where you kind of just have to accept it. Or the fact that you look at lore different. It's no different than a Marvel comic movie. You know, for the longest time, whenever I was watching a Marvel movie and something was glaringly different from the comics, it bothered me. And then I thought, what if I compartmentalize that to where whenever I see that, okay, this is, they're taking this take as if that's its own, it's its own thing within the universe. So it's like its own comic book issue. To where in the in the released comics, the written comics, A happened, but in the movie, B happened. And the movie is its own little comic. What if that was the case? Okay, I can kind of grasp that a little bit better then. So when I look at ESO lore, like I I can I see why people who are passionately upset about it, it's because they care. Um uh, I, I would say at least a number of them do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, people, there are people yeah. who just like to argue, but all yeah, maybe sh- maybe I shouldn't have overshadowed that either. Well, no, you're you're fine. You're fine. And, and really, it's there, there's really just two camps that, that I see, and I would say this: we love Elder Scrolls lore. Cash and I love love. Holy crap! I love Star Wars lore. I know that better than anything. And I know there's discrepancies. And it doesn't bother me as much because I, the mass, when I look at the product as a whole, I love it. I love the product. I love everything about it. I love what it means between a Sith acolyte being trained up by his master. I love that dark, brooding passion of the dark side that they have. And, and I don't... Oh, you stop that dirty I don't talk right this second. <laughs> I don't care about the discrepancy so much because I know there are some but when it comes to ESO I would implore you I would implore everybody because I know there's people who listen to this show 
that don't play ESO, but they love to hear talk about Elder Scrolls, I would implore all of you, try it. Just try it. Yes, there may be discrepancies, but don't let that turn you away from a game that people have put their lives and soul, like hundreds of people have put their lives into this game. And there is such good content. This is coming from somebody who just came back to this game, who literally, this is my first time ever really giving this game a chance was back when we started the show. Two weeks before that show started, this show started, was when I really gave this a chance. And I can tell you, from somebody who's brand new to Elder Scrolls for the first time, like this first year, there's such good content. You are going to find so many things that you love and appreciate. And because of that, it's going to bring you to a place where you want to play more of the Elder Scrolls games. You want to play Skyrim. Heck, I was doing a live stream during the past couple weeks we were off of of Skyrim on our Twitch channel. And it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. And so I would encourage you, even if you're, I mean, don't, don't put, don't just like slam the door in the face of ESO and, and, you know, never even give it a chance. Try it. Just go try it because it's so much fun. And yes, there's going to be things that are different. And you know what? That happens in everything. It really does. Like, there's always going to be something that's off. Yeah, and if you and if, if you try ESO and you hate it, then go back to your naked mods in Skyrim. Yeah. How about it? There's, you could, oh, gosh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But no, you could you could totally just give it a try. That's all. That's all I ask. Try it and play for. I don't know. Give it. Play to level ten. Play to level ten, and if you don't like it, put it down, and then you've tried it. But I would never just shut something down. I mean, that would be like me for whatever reason having an issue with the old Republic era with something and never playing Swotor. You know, like that would be like that would be like Disney buying the rights to star wars <laughs> <laughs> that would be like that happening but uh yeah seriously though people go try it and we we know we're not this isn't meant to offend this is meant to bring to light things that people are saying and why they're saying them and so that's why i'm trying I'm, to offend i'm really <laughs> that's why i'm really glad this lore lesson was done because there's a lot of th- things i didn't understand of why this was a thing why this was an issue so well done did you? Did you? Thank you. Did you like this one? I did. I liked it. It was informative. It was. Okay. There was, was always a little bit of an experiment. Yeah, and it, this kind of makes me. I wouldn't mind taking like one or two dragon breaks and just talking about it. Just maybe one or two, because I know there, you know people. Oh god. I know, but I mean, it makes me want to know more. Like I just, it makes me appreciate the lore more. Like I'm not negative on it. I, I'm glad that this was talked about because, you know. There's so much that makes up Elder Scrolls, and you know if there is somewhat, if people say there's a discrepancy, I, I want to know more about it. So this was good. The scroll is mine. The scroll is mine. Yeah. Every time somebody says Elder Scrolls, that's what I think about. That's right. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're so glad to be back. We're so glad to be back. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this was episode one. We're back down to one volume three <laughs> um and for every five-star review that we get on itunes we know you all are listening from various areas of the world but if you're listening on itunes we would love for you to leave us a review uh first uh let's see we got a lot to catch up on there were quite a few reviews that came in during our break so we're gonna do we're gonna take the next few weeks to catch up but uh first one here miss pendragon from the uk 
says, thank the gods for lore seekers. I fear without them, I would go mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not on here is the subject line that says she hates Morndoss. <laughs> oh my god. I think I love this woman. Also, we got BJ Holmes from the USA. He says, my enjoyment for the game went from something I did between work and sleep. Lore Seekers took my game experience to a new level of crazy obsession. <laughs> Here's my favorite part. I am now cashing it on around crates. <laughs> yes, BJ. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. I love the lore and the storyline. Jibs and Cash make a great pair and wish he would accept Cash's proposal. <laughs> Maybe that's in Volume 3. <laughs> yep. Oh, crap. EJ, that, sh- that ship has uh. sailed. I'm so over him. <laughs> I'm so over Jibs. You will not marrow me. He's geographically undesirable. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And the last one here. This I couldn't read the whole thing, so I uh, apologize. But uh, for time's sake, I had to cut it down a little bit. So this one's from Chad USN from USA. So now I have finally, after two months, caught up and finished the current episodes. How bittersweet to know I finished, but sad I can no longer binge. Just searching for an ESO cast and listening to all the selections out there, I am so glad I came across Lore Seekers. I feel I have a much stronger connection with this game thanks to listening to the cast and truly appreciate and truly appreciating the lore and story that we all live in. I decided to join the guild just about a month ago, and it was truly the best gaming decision I've ever made. Thank you guys truly for giving me a gaming home that I couldn't be prouder to be a part of. Thank you. Wow. That's pretty powerful crap right there. Yeah, yeah. And I left that link in the notes for you to check out the whole review. It was pretty uh, pretty heartwarming. Good review. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Chad. That was cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, you can always call us 765 382 6961 when the Mr. Mail bag comes back. Mail Courier, bring your emails, your volume, your uh, voicemails. Totally uh, send those in. Email us, loresecretspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit loresecretspodcast.com and uh, slide down to the very bottom. Or you can now click it at the very top of the nav bar. Click contact and it'll take you down there. And uh, put in your little email and it sends it off to us. 365. 24-7, and the Extra Life is tomorrow, by the way, everybody. 9 a.m. EST, twitch.tv slash Podcast. so check that out. And after you've listened to this show, well before that, you can find this show on pretty much anything, everywhere. Uh, Spotify. Wherever you cast your pod. There you go. You could do uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. You can do, what's the app I've got on my phone that I use quite extensively? Uh, Podcast Addict. There's all kinds of great apps out there use them we're all over and after you're done here be sure to go and listen to the other amazing eso podcasts we got tenets of uh tenets of tamriel <laughs> the tenets podcast tales of tamriel Elder scrolls otr sons of sithis and written in uncertainty you can follow myself on twitter at jibs irl cash at lore seeker cash with a k and most importantly the show at lore seekers cast we hope you enjoyed this so much, and we can't wait to be back next week. Yep. Daily freaking Dilly. Dilly.
Turdas, first of sun's dusk, second era, year 584. This bastion we discovered was truly a sight to behold. The colossal abandoned Aldmeri Sea Cave was the perfect location for our new operation. The ruins of an ancient fortress of some sort provided a framework into the cliffside that we would certainly put to use. The wreckage of a sea vessel perched high on the sea cave's cliffside reflected a time of devastating high tides and angry seas. A small series of islands within swimming distance would provide outstanding lookout points for any threats from the sea. A waterfall poured through the cave's sky-high ceiling and provided a settling ambiance. What's more, it masked the sounds of the work that needed to be done. There was to be no shortage of work for quite a while. First off, we'd need to fix this dock. I'd nearly put a foot through the wood planks when we first landed with the jester. We'd need some storerooms for loot, a kitchen and a mess, a workshop for our crafters, and a barracks. Oh, and of course, we'd need a tavern. Where else would we store all the mead and ale we planned to brew? Trust me, we'd certainly earned it. But all of this work was going to take bodies. Jibs and I had sent ravens and messages via courier to the reliquary's roster requesting all agents not currently assigned to a mission join us at the Sea Grotto. The rest would trickle in as their assignments would allow. We had agents all over Tamriel. They would still maintain their home regions as many of our agents knew their areas well and worked most efficiently when allowed to stay in their place of comfort. Many agents, however, were travelers. They were wanderers and adventurers. They thrived on seeing the world. For most, exploring the lands of Somerset after the travel decree had been lifted was most inviting. We certainly didn't have an issue getting our agents to respond to our request. Getting to the inland from the grotto was our first challenge. We'd pillaged planks from one of the grotto's old skeleton ships and built a system of walkways to reach the waterfall's opening. It was a treacherous hike, and we knew we wouldn't be able to carry supplies from inland down this rickety old walkway made of decaying ship planks. As we hiked out of the cave's mouth for the first time, we realized our ingenious plan wouldn't work anyways. The top of the sea cave led to an impassable mountain region, so we would be forced to reach the land by sea. Luckily for us, we scavenged the beach and found a repairable rowboat. Once we patched a few holes, we used the small boat to reach a coastal inlet not far up the coast. This would be our access to land. Not that convenient, but quite necessary and much safer than that treacherous hike up our slippery plank walkway. Once we reached the inland portion of Somerset, we were mesmerized by its beauty. Now, there was no doubt why my ancestors kept my homeland such a secret. Although we were certainly both Altmer, Jibs and I had never stepped foot in the motherland. This was our first trip home, actually. The wildlife here was something we'd never seen nor expected. 
Giant winged birds as large as a horse walked the grassy green fields here. They were beautiful, but vicious. We were forced to defend ourselves from one that attacked us on sight. It pained us to have to put down such a majestic creature. Indricks, direwolves, raids, and some ancient-looking crustaceous mud crabs also dwelled here. I'm certain a couple of plant species tried to kill us as we passed. Such a strange mixture of flora and fauna. But again, the landscape was truly a sight to behold. The color of the sky and the plants, the trees, the blue-green of the clear ocean, the fossilized rock-coral formations, the beauty. It was overwhelming. But too much sightseeing had to be avoided. We had work to do. For the most part, Jibs and I spent a great deal of time hunting for food to prepare as our agents began to trickle into our new location. They would have had a long and arduous journey getting here, no different from our own. They'd be tired and hungry, so we'd greet them like family. But once our agents had been fed and rested, we'd need their help. We had numerous tasks that needed to be performed to get this bastion up and running. Despite these priorities, we couldn't shake the dark thoughts that loomed around us. Abaz Collectors, Elker Bazram, and of course, our friend and agent, Wolven. There was no doubt we'd have to tend to our own survival first, but then the bulk of our resources would certainly shift to finding our fellow agent. Jibs and I fashioned a mission board and placed it in a common location on the beach for all of our agents to see. This board would serve as a tracking tool as our agents began to chip away at the mountain of duties we'd need to accomplish. Hunting, fishing, trips to local towns for provisions and meeting with local contacts just to name a few to get us started. This is where our new adventures would begin. New priorities, new tasks, all in a new landscape. This was an opportunity for the reliquary to re-establish itself in a new location. Opportunity for our agents to start anew. To choose their adventure. To write their own story. <laughs>